Trust me. But I'm not sure you got the best card to spend on our upcoming travel plans though. Trust Bank has amazing exchange rates and zero foreign transaction fees. For real? Wow, this is the best card for our travel then. Exactly. And from now till 15 July, you can also stand a chance to win a pair of flight tickets to Bali because Trust is sending 500 people over. Sign up or refer a friend to get started. Trust, the digital bank for the everyday us. Insured up to $100,000 by SDIC. Lucky draw terms and conditions apply. Learn more at trustbank.sg. Aunties on the street, they will be like, Ayo, she's so poor thing. Why are you so young already like that? Then I'm thinking, oh, like that, any less poor thing, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah. What's the difference? Like, so yep. there'll be a lot of uh, pity from okay. people. And uh, how my mom um, encouraged me to deal with it was that like, if a lot of kids were staring at my legs, back then I used to wear this thing called AFOs. Okay. So, okay, I don't understand what it means by saying braces. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, people would stare. So, my mom said if people stare, just look back at their legs, stare back. <laughs> and today on our Are You Okay podcast, I've got five time Paralympic champion. It's Yip. Pinsu, hi Pinsu. Thank you so much for making the time to join us today on our mental health uh, mm-hmm. podcast and sharing your mental health journey as well. What a treat it is to have Pinsu here with us. So we're just gonna dive right in, okay, Pinsu. My condition is actually called Shako Marie Tooth. Okay. Um, I only knew about it this specific term later in life when I was doing some like blood tests and um, genetics tests, and then we realized right. that that was it. So, growing up with a disability. I think now on hindsight, like it made me a really, really tough person, really suitable to be doing what I'm doing right now. And um, mental health journey as as a kid, you know, at a point in time, it wasn't a big thing. It wasn't a buzzword. Like yeah. nobody actually knew that it existed. It was always about physical health. It was always about, um, wasn't even about emotional health, right? So yeah. at a point in time, like I wouldn't say that it was... Uh, very difficult because I was thrown into this circumstance where I just had to accept it as it was. You right. know, mm. there were definitely some days where I thought, like, why me? Why was I the only one with a disability? Right. Especially back then, we didn't have other representations of people mm. with disabilities, so I felt really alone in this world. My classmates didn't have a disability they did not ever met anyone with a disability right um aunties on the street they would be like ayo she's so poor thing why are you so young already like that they're thinking oh like that any less poor thing man? like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. the difference like so yep. there'll be a lot of uh, pity from okay. people and um how my mom um encouraged me to deal with it was that like if a lot of kids were staring at my legs Back then, I used to wear this thing called AFOs. So, okay, I don't understand what it means, but it's like braces. (laughs) Okay, okay. And uh, people would stare. So, my mom said if people stare, just look back at their legs, stare back. (laughs) Great. You know? I love that. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like once people were conscious that they were staring, then they stopped staring and like (laughs) ran off to do something else. (laughs) Yeah, so um, growing up, I had to go through different things but I think that because of all this it made me really tough yeah uh not that it's necessarily a good thing because like at this stage like it 
takes me more to be vulnerable as well. It takes me more to let people in. Mm. Yeah, so it's always good to have a balance. Yeah, because yeah. you've built up also a, almost a defense mechanism, mm. I guess, mm. uh, as well, right? So you're talking about like the kids in school and all that. Did you have a tough time? Did they Were they not so nice or were they supportive? What was that like in school? I was really ostracized in class. I had a few um, nice classmates who were who would help me to get to places, um, like hang out with me more in primary five, primary six. Yeah. But primary one to primary four was a bit tough because uh, I think when kids are younger, they don't know, they don't know how to react to different people. Mm, and so mm. as long as somebody is different from them, then they treat them differently. So right. um, I had uh, people just, uh, a lot of, People laughing, saying things, um, leaving me behind. And the worst thing was that even the teachers would do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so like now when I go to speak to schools and things like that, and like I was okay with the kids doing it, but it was the teachers that did it that like really hurt me. Yeah. Because as... Uh, as educators, you should know better. So I, I had one teacher who had a limp, so she was really, really nice because she understood. Yeah. But the... Like maybe one or two others weren't as nice. Yeah, oh my God. I would like tell them what happened in class, and they would, I would be crying in the middle of class because somebody was like throwing stuff at me every ten seconds. So when I like stood up, I used to be able to walk uh, until I was twelve. So when I stood up on my chair, I could see like a whole pile of two palm size of like eraser dust, stapler bullets, and everything on my chair, oh just cause like it threw and then like that. And then I was I was crying in class, and the teacher, I told the teacher. Because like I did tell my mom about it before and then she said just tell the teacher and then the teacher just ignored me and continued class. Oh god. Yeah, that was just like one memory that I had. That definitely, you know, gave you a very strong sense of like I'm going to put this aside mm -hmm. and, you know, do what I want to do with my life. Um, how how did you get that strength, though? Because I wouldn't imagine someone so young at that point to sort of go like, you know what, um, this is tough. I would see a lot more people being affected by that and then mm. not coming out of that actually i want to say that i've always been a bit more positive like yeah. my coping mechanism has always been to look for the better things when the situation gets tough i i don't know how i did it as yeah. a kid um but maybe like having this disability since i was young and going through it in my younger years kind of just helped me to develop this shell whereby um I know that even if uh, something bad is happening, I still need to try to find the good in it, you yeah. know? Yeah, so um, it wasn't only, it wasn't until I found swimming that like I truly found myself. So at which point did you like decide that, hey, you know what, swimming is actually a really great outlet for mm -hmm. me and I kind of, uh, you know, use that as like a way to express myself or like vent my frustrations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when was that? So I was 12 when I first joined the competitive squad. Right. Uh, before that, I was swimming, but not competitively. Okay. And uh, it was interesting. I remember my first lesson at CCAB, you know, the one at uh, Botanic Gardens there. So that was CCAB, where they okay. used to train. I see. And uh, I went in there and then I saw many other people with disabilities. Right. There was Teresa, mm. um, who has a who is also like my really, really good uh, friend who's a Paralympian. And then there were a few others who had like, 
who were amputees and then um, or visual impairment and then things like that. And then I saw that, hey, they were living life. Like, um, it was perfectly yeah. okay. Like, they could do anything they want to. They yep. had friends, they went to school, they had jobs and everything. And then there was when I decided like, hmm, <laughs> maybe I could do something too. Yeah. And like, before wow. that, my mom was just saying that, okay, I should grow up to be a lawyer because lawyers can just sit there and talk and earn money. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Okay. So she was worried about like right. what my future as well. Yeah. But it was only then that I realized that I could lead a normal life. Wow. Mm. That must have been very powerful for you at that age to go like, okay, you know what? The possibilities are completely endless here. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And was that also like your support system? I guess all the new friends that you made there as well? Mm. Eventually over time, yes. So yeah. when I first started training, I remember immediately on the car back, my dad would send me back and then I would be sleeping because I was so tired. <laughs> but Cute. eventually... Um, Okay, so in school, I was super quiet, right. super unconfident, no friends. But at home, I was like like my true self yeah. is somebody who is very noisy. <laughs> and somebody who just likes to have fun, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would say most people are genuinely like that when they're comfortable, right? Yes, yeah. And um, at the pool, I was so noisy. Oh, I, was yeah? like, I was like the kid in the team because everyone was a bit older. Like maybe I was 12. Perhaps the youngest one was also 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I was the new blood and then everybody would... Uh, You're the baby. I was kind of like the baby. Yeah. But very irritating, <laughs> annoying baby. <laughs> I love your positive mental attitude, your great vibes that you bring with you every time we have a little interaction. You're always fantastic, Pinsu. You mentioned this a little earlier on as well, talking about, you know, people who... who give you like pity stares mm -hmm. and stuff like that i mean i know that must not be fun at all people say things is mm -hmm. that when i'm in taxis somehow oh, okay okay <laughs> you know like i think because the drivers sometimes don't really know and then they just feel like it's very cumbersome to have to have to keep the chair oh so okay. that, that but it's so rare you know right. like people nowadays are just uh okay also i think sometimes it's how you feel you know, I've True. spoken to other people with disabilities and they feel like the whole world is against them. Mm. But also, I feel that at this point in time, maybe it's a perspective thing because I don't feel that anymore. You're a very, very busy girl. I want to know like what your self-care is like. What do you do to take care of yourself? Like physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, everything. For me, because I think being an athlete has really helped me to take care of myself. Other than the fact that we always constantly have to exert a lot but yeah. like eating right we do that sleeping right we are supposed to do that mm. <laughs> are you a night owl by I'm nature a night owl. oh my gosh same yeah I, I i understand that because i've tried many many times mm -hmm. to like adjust my body clock it's not happening <laughs> have you uh sorted that out especially during competition time i'll tell you a secret What's it? What's i actually it? sleep a lot like as really? athletes we have to sleep a lot oh good to repair your body oh, i guess yes. right yeah so like the most optimal number of hours for me is actually 10 hours. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. It's glorious. When you wake up, you're like a new person, right? You're like, woohoo! Yes, a great skin as well. You feel everything. <laughs> That's me taking care of the physical self, exercise, sometimes over-exercising. Yeah. But then, um, mental self, it's um, something which I am trying to work on now, like emotional, yeah. mental self, just giving myself a bit more space to yeah. think about things. Yeah. Um, as athletes, we are very... 
um, wired to compartmentalize things mm, yeah. to avoid emotions. Right, because when you're underwater, you have to just go. Mm. In it, if yeah. you had a bad day, you cannot let it affect the next day. How do you do that? Are you are you um, journaling or are you speaking mm. to to friends, close friends? It's important to have friendships where you can truly tell them yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know you can't tell everyone everything, and that's fair. But yeah. You need to find these people in life where you can talk to everything mm, about. Yeah. Mm. But I'm glad you have like a good support system. I think that's really important. I think that's also part of why you're so sunny and you have, you let it out. Mm. You let it out to the specific mm. friends that can I do that so. for you. Yeah. Recently, because I injured my hand, yeah. I, I fell down and I fractured it. Um, it was after after I broke a couple of uh, war records. So yeah. my friends were like telling me, just bring war records. Why are you breaking your arm? <laughs> <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> your friends have such great sense of humor. How long more do you see yourself competitively swimming? Is that a question that you think about a lot? Or are people pressuring you? I don't know. Mm, yeah, People do ask me. I don't see it so much as pressure. Okay. Uh, perhaps it's just... Something I asked myself as well. Yeah. I recently I've been telling them two to six years, you know. So more two to six two years to more. Six years more. Okay. I definitely want to go to Paris, so that's two years. Mm. The next Olympics, the next Paralympics. Yeah. And then uh, four more years for the next next one. Yeah. You know. So like I've always lived my life in four year cycles. What is next for Pinsu right now? Like looking ahead uh, for the rest of this year and mm. the next, what's what's going to be happening for Pinsu? So in the near future, really just recovering from my injury and getting back, mm. um, working towards Paris. Yep. Next year is going to be a very packed calendar. There's the World Championships. There's a couple of other games. Okay. But in the meantime, I'm also planning for, like because I've, I've been an athlete for so long, yeah. so I do need to... Um, engage in other things to try to keep life a bit more uh, fresh fun, and fun. Yeah. yeah. Going back a little bit to like September in 2018, you were like 26 years old and you were appointed Singapore's youngest member of parliament. I mean, that is like awesome. <laughs> so I know that was one of the things that you tried to do as well, some in uh, disability yep. inclusion, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about what you what you learned from that experience being mm. NMP, that is pretty cool. I had to learn a lot of things from scratch, write my own speeches, mm. uh, talk to people on the ground, okay. which that part I actually found really interesting. Yeah. Because I was always an athlete, never really an administrator. Right, right. But after that, I got to learn so much more, like mm. what were the issues, how to move some things forward, what, what to speak up on. And I spoke about things mainly in the sports sector but also in the disability sector and the women inclusion space mm. um, the time at the point in time they were changing up the penal code right so and there was also the point of time when there were a lot of sexual assault cases in university campuses yes so that was something that i was like it was still close to my heart because i only left uni like maybe a couple of years ago yeah so i could kind of relate and i really didn't want to see that happen mm. so Really just using my experience and like who I am as a person to, to speak up for other people. Yeah. Do you have a, a, a mental health message for everyone right now before we wrap up? Um, anything that's been on your mind that you'd love to share with everyone? Yeah. My mental health message would be to look after yourself. To have a list of things that are important in your life. Because if you don't look after yourself, it's very cliche, but if you don't look after yourself, you really cannot put 100% into everything else. Yeah. So, care about yourself first. So, Pinsy, what do you have for us? You've, wow, you've drawn and you've written stuff. So, it's, um, it's this thing where in this time in my life, I started to get really afraid that I would never reach the pinnacle again. Okay. You know, because 
it's been so long. I've I've aged. I'm older. You know, I might not be able to do certain things. Okay. But then somebody told me that at the end of the day, like it, it's a Chinese saying, "Shan hai si shan, shui hai si shui." So at the end of the day, the mountain is still the mountain, the water is still the water. You just got to do what you do because nothing much has changed in the environment. Right. Um, you have changed, but you can deal with it using certain strategies. But you just got to try. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to climb the next mountain, and then one day you'll get to where you want to. But if you don't, the process is something where you can learn a lot from. Right. Well. That's deep. So therefore, the snow-capped mountains. Yes. And then that's so, the water. It's also just me wanting to go on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> And it's time for our mind break segment, and here's where we chat a little bit about you know something else to take our minds away from stuff that might be you know clouding our brains. Mm -hmm. uh, we have food and drink. Pinned <laughs> you. <laughs> this is from Maison Kaiser, and uh, we've got you know some nice treats and our drinks as well that we've been sipping on throughout the throughout the show. Um, while we you know have that in in a short bit as mm -hmm. well, uh, we're gonna do a little segment with you. So. Uh, a bit of a quick fire of stuff that you're grateful for or it could be people places and things that have sparked joy for you okay so yeah i mean we say quick fire but you know you can really mm -hmm. take your time yeah it's, it's good for the mental health when you take your time <laughs> so, all right so a person or persons that you're grateful for i'll say my family for sure um and Top five of my closest friends. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And if you mention them, they'll be terrible because they'll be like, what? <laughs> you know, like the ones out of that list, like, what? I didn't make it. I watched the podcast with um, you. Top five of my closest friends um, at different stages of my life. How about that? Perfect. <laughs> perfect. You got it. All right. Um, Something that you love about yourself. I love that I am always willing to learn that I have a growth mindset. Oh, wow. That's very, something very, very good to have. And you can take that with you, like, however old you get, right? It's wonderful. Um, um, a smell or a scent that brought you joy? The smell after rain, you know, like the wet grass. Yeah. Smell of wet grass. It's, just, it's just really calming. And yeah. it's international, regardless of where you are in the world. Yeah. And I don't really like the rain. So I guess it's right. also a nice... Um, Memory to tell me the rain has stopped. Yeah, you're right. That's a beautiful... And, and I can't even describe that smell, yeah, that scent. It's a smell scent. of nature. I, yeah. I love nature. Yeah. A type of food that has recently brought you a lot of joy. Um, recently, I guess croissants. Because mm. I've been... Um, yeah. Right there. We got one it's right joy there. right in front of me. <laughs> croissants. Yeah, but like pastries. And oh, stuff. yeah? yeah for, for now, for now. For now. But it changes quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you um? I mean, do you like to try all kinds of cuisine, or do you have a special like cuisine that you love the most? I try all kinds of cuisine. Oh, I'm nice. a, I'm a, I'm pretty adventurous. Yeah. And I'm also a foodie, so yeah. like we like to try different things. But I think recently, like maybe whenever I see burrata, I'm like, yes, I want to try it. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's a good choice. Yeah, actually, that's all we've got. Thank you very much for Yay. sharing today, Pinsu. It's been really a joy having you here. Thanks for opening up your heart to us and uh, for sharing food with us today and, and everything about you we love. So can't Thank wait you for to having have... me. You're most welcome. <laughs> it's a pleasure. And a big thanks to my village at Serangoon Garden as well for supporting this podcast. Till the next one. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Jumping on that half-price ticket to Europe? Easy. Wanting to propose but haven't saved enough for the ring? Easy. Need a new washing machine and new dryer? Easy. 
When there's an opportunity you can't pass, the decision is easy. Standard Chartered EasyPay lets you pay for your purchases in flexible installments from 3 to 12 months when you spend on your Standard Chartered credit card. Visit sc.com slash sg slash easypay for details. Terms and conditions apply.